Hi, this is Bill Woods broadcasting to you from my broadcast barn right here in beautiful downtown Sun Valley, Arizona. Have you had a problem that you really didn't know what to do about? Maybe you've gone to a lot of different friends and talked to them and asked them their advice. You might have gone to a doctor or a psychiatrist, maybe some kind of counselor at your church or something, but you just don't know how to solve the problem. Well, let me give you a thought. God solves problems. Why don't you go to him? Psalm 34, 17 says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. You know, everybody has problems. They're universal. We can't escape them. Many people try to solve their problems all by themselves. Like I said, others look for help from their friends or from professionals. But God is the supreme problem solver, and he never fails. There's not one problem that he cannot solve if you'll allow him to do that. Our biggest problem is the problem of sin. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin became man's number one problem when Adam and Eve first disobeyed God way back in the Garden of Eden in, in the book of Genesis. Then, you know, they, they had everything going for them perfectly and Satan showed up and tempted them. They yielded to the temptation and they messed it up for all of us. And so now we all have problems. Man couldn't save himself. Angels couldn't atone for man's sin. Only Jesus Christ can solve the problem, and he did. Jesus paid the death penalty for the sins of all mankind. We know that the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so someone, either you or someone that was qualified, would have to pay the penalty of death for your sins so that you might be forgiven and set free. You know, everyone who receives Jesus as Lord and Savior will be saved. We mustn't put it off. It's so important to accept Christ while we still have time, because once time passes, uh, there will not be any more chances. Early one morning, fire broke out in a house on a narrow street. The alarm was sounded by a policeman on duty. Before the fire engines could get there, flames were leaping high into the air. Suddenly, a young man appeared at an upper window in his pajamas. Firemen got there. They hurriedly put a ladder up against the burning building. And to everyone's amazement, the man refused to come down, shouting that he had to get dressed first. The fireman pleaded, come as you are, come as you are. But it did no good. They tried to climb the stairs, but were forced back as wind fanned the flames into a fury. A fireman tried to go through a window, but the heat and smoke forced him back. Suddenly, the stairs collapsed and the roof fell in, and the man had waited too long and was buried under the ruins. That was his demise. You know, what a shame that he wasn't uh, taking the advice of the firemen and letting them bring him out just like he was. He could get dressed later. A much greater tragedy waits for those who refuse to flee from the wrath to come. Many reject God's plan of salvation and safety in Christ because they want to get dressed in the clothes of self-righteousness or religion. They want to finish doing their own thing. 
Their delay could cost their soul. God often uses problems to direct us in the way that we should go. A problem can be a blessing. What's God telling you with the problems that he's blessed you with? Problems you face will either defeat you or develop you, depending on how you respond to them. Unfortunately, most people can't see how God wants to use problems for good in their lives. They react foolishly and resent their problems rather than considering what benefit these problems might bring. You know, the Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you're having a problem, you turn it over to God. God can make it something that is, is going to turn out for your benefit. Now, here are five ways God wants to use problems in your life. First, God uses problems to direct you. Sometimes God must light a fire under you to get you moving. Problems often point us to a new direction and motivate us to change. Is God trying to get your attention? Sometimes it takes a painful situation to make us change our ways. In Proverbs 20, verse 30, it says, Blows that wound cleanse away evil. Strokes make clean the innermost parts. Any good gardener knows that beautiful roses require careful pruning. Pieces of a living plant have to die. He, it, it just can't grow wild. We can't simply celebrate growth. It's a tragic that we've lost the insights that growth in Christ requires careful pruning. Pieces of us by our intentional action need to die if we are to become the person that is in God's vision. Now, what are you saying? I'm saying we need to come to a place where we say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Search me, O God. See if there's something in my life that is in the way of my service to you. If there is, help me to confess it to you and turn it over to you so that I might grow and become all that you want me to be. You know, we're not cutting away a cancerous growth, but making room for intended growth. Number two, two God uses problems to inspect you. People are like tea bags. If you want to know what's inside them, you just put them in hot water. If I, You know, I've had people say to me, well, why do you always seem to be in hot water, Bill? I, I don't get into hot water. I'm the one who keeps the water hot. Has God ever tested your faith with a problem? What do you problems reveal about you? And James chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now I know that sometimes I've had problems and I've had a hard time counting it joy. But that's what it says that if I have a problem, God has allowed it to be there. And there must be a reason for me to, to go through this. And I need to explore and see what it is. You know, we need our relationship with God. We need our Christian family and God's church to survive. We can't just go it on our own. The old saying is, no man is an island. Craig Brian Larson told of a time when the world watched three great gray whales that were icebound off Point Barrow, Alaska. 
They were floating, battered and bloody, gasping for breath at a single hole in the ice. They were underneath the ice cover, and there was, you know, whales have to breathe air. And their only hope was to somehow be transported five miles past the ice pack to the open sea. Rescuers began cutting a string of breathing holes about 20 yards apart in the six-inch thick ice. For eight days, they coaxed the whales from one hole to the next, mile after mile. Along the way, one of the whales vanished and was presumed dead. But finally, with the help of a Russian icebreaker, the whales Putu and Siku swam to freedom. In a way, worship is a string of breathing holes that the Lord provides for his people. Battered and bruised in a world frozen over with greed, selfishness, and hatred, we rise for air in the church. We rise for air, a place to breathe again, to be loved and encouraged until that day when the Lord forever shadow, shatters the ice cap. Uh, you know, the third way God uses problems is to correct you. Some lessons we learn only through pain and failure. When you were a child, your parents probably told you not to touch a hot stove. But because of human nature, you probably learned by being burned. You had to do it the hard way. I'll see it myself. Sometimes we only learn the value of something, health, money, a relationship, by losing it. Psalm 119, 71 and 72 says, If it is, I mean, it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Then, number four, God uses problems to protect you. A problem can be a blessing in disguise if, you keep, if it keeps you from being harmed by something more serious. Last year, a man was fired from his job for refusing to do something unethical that his boss asked him to do. Losing his job was a problem. It caused him almost to panic, but it saved him from being convicted and sent to prison a year later when management's actions were discovered. You know, it's kind of like when Joseph told his brothers in Egypt, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. God uses problems to protect us. We need to pay attention to what he's trying to show us. Then God uses problems to perfect us. Problems, when responded to correctly, are, are character builders. God is more interested in your character than your comfort. Your relationship to God and your character are the only two things that you're going to take with you into eternity. Romans chapter 5, 3 and 4 says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. When problems come, we need to turn them to God and shake off whatever will defeat us. A farmer owned an old mule that fell into the farmer's well. The farmer heard the mule braying, or whatever mules do when they fall into wells, after carefully assessing the situation, the farmer sympathized with the mule, but he decided that neither the mule nor the well was worth the trouble of saving that old mule. Instead, he called his neighbors together and told them what had happened. 
And he asked them to help him haul dirt to bury the old mule in the well and put him out of his misery. At first, the mule was hysterical, but as the farmer and his neighbors continued shoveling and the dirt hit his back, he, a thought struck him. It dawned on him that every time a shovel load of dirt, dirt landed on his back, he should shake it off and step up. Uh, this he did, blow after blow, shake it off and step up, shake it off and step up, shake it off and step up. He repeated to encourage himself. No matter how painful the blows or distressing the situation seemed, the old mule fought panic and just kept right on shaking it off and stepping up. It wasn't long before the old mule, battered and exhausted, stepped triumphantly over the wall of that well. What seemed like it would bury him actually blessed him, all because of how he decided to handle his adversity. You know, that's life. If we face our problems, respond to them positively, and refuse to give in to panic, or refuse to become bitter or indulge in self-pity, the adversities that come to bury us usually have within them the potential to benefit and bless us. Remember, forgiveness, faith, prayer, praise, and hope are all excellent ways to shake it off and step up out of the wells of which we find ourselves. Remember, God is at work in your life, even when you don't recognize it or understand it. Uh, we like to be on the mountaintop, but sometimes we feel like the mountain is on top of us. That's when you need to trust God and realize He is still working out His plan in your life, and you have the a responsibility is saying to him, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Whatever you want, that's what I want for me because God's ways are best. You know, it's much easier and profitable when you cooperate with God rather than try to fight God. Remember when Saul of Tarsus was uh, on his way to Damascus and he had on his way to persecute Christians because he, he thought they were all wrong and everything, and God knocked him off his horse. He was blinded by a light, and he, he saw Jesus there, and uh, Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now talk about a problem. Uh, and Saul said, well, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, who you persecute. And Saul said, please forgive me. And, and Saul's life changed. He became Paul the Apostle. His life was so much better because when he faced a problem, he turned it over to God. He turned his life over to God. God filled him with his Holy Spirit. And Paul became the greatest apostle that this world has ever known. What plans does God have for you today? Are you having problems well, turn them over to God, because God is certainly a great problem solver. I want to pray. Dear Jesus, I pray that you help us to turn our problems to you, because we can't handle these things ourselves, but you know what's going on, and you know how to solve every problem. If it's a spiritual problem, if it's a physical problem, if it's a financial problem, you have an answer. And Lord... You give us strength to face whatever we have to face. And you promised you'd never leave us or forsake us. And I want to say thank you. 
because the fact you are so faithful and always there. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, again, if you need to get a hold of me, you can contact me through my email address. It's lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. Or you can write to me at Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. God bless you. I hope that you realize that any problems you have, God is bigger than any problem that you have to face, and God can help you with all your problems. God bless you.